Hello everyone and welcome back to Once Around the World. Um, I'm Karina Young and I'm Mackenzie Belcastro. Hi guys. And hey, we are so happy to have you back. Um, and today, well, we are having another guest on, which is super, super exciting. And um, I guess Mackenzie is just gonna um, introduce her to, uh, to you. Yeah. And uh, then we can jump right in. Yeah, so like Karina said, really exciting. We have Brie Lamberson or Brienne Lamberson on the podcast this week. She is a personal style expert who is really into thrifting, really into natural and organic beauty. Her main channel is on YouTube where she makes these really beautiful videos that help you find your personal style and tap into all that. And she's also on Instagram. So, without further ado, I guess we will just jump right on into the episode. All right. Well, okay. we've already given a little intro for you. So, I think it would actually just be fantastic if you could introduce yourself and tell us about, you know, what you do in your own words. It's always really interesting to hear how people describe themselves. Oh, I'm super excited to talk with you guys, Mackenzie. I love that we get to reconnect. Um, Me too. It's awesome. <laughs> and Karina, I definitely want to hear about your German and whatnot because I live in Cologne <laughs> as a uh, kid. <laughs> yeah, um, I heard that. So amazing. Yeah, so let's see. I'm a personal stylist and wardrobe consultant, but basically what I do is I help men and women creatives to look good in the clothing that they already own by helping them organize their closets and then build up an ethical and sustainable wardrobe that can last them for years and make them feel confident and look good in their own skin. Uh, yeah. So cool. So cool. So she is um, to everyone, once again, we met through Tribe Conference. So Brie is, are you still working with Jeff Goins? I sure that's... am, yeah. 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 That's so cool. So you were just talking yesterday about sustainability, is that right? And like the fashion industry? Yes. So right now when we're recording this, um, Fashion Revolution Week is about to start. And that kind of starts right around the time of Earth Day and last for a week. And it's just to help bring awareness to people who are working in the garment industry and helping to bring awareness, especially to the sustainable and ethical fashion movement so that people get more on board with it. I kind of liken it to when organic food started to come out. It was very expensive and you couldn't find it anywhere. And that's the same thing with fashion and, and style right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I think it's so cool that you're into that. I would love to hear just to give a bit more of a context to our listeners and, and even Karina and myself. I mean, I think we're just yeah. all getting to know you all sort of at the same time. So I would love to hear about, I mean, I don't know how far we want to go back, but I would love to hear what brought you to Germany or if like Ooh. how, how, how everything unfolded, but let's start there. With okay. <laughs> well, I love this because I know that you and I were voice messaging on Instagram and yeah. that's kind of like the genesis of this podcast interview, which I love. Um, so Germany was like this left out of left field thing. My parents got divorced when I was young and my mom met a German doctor who was studying in the United States. And so they fell in love and we moved to Cologne and it was a life changing moment. It was like one of those turning point moments in, in a person's life in my life, because I think to be an American and have a European experience where you're, you're in the culture. I went to school in Germany. I learned the language. I, you know, I totally assimilated and it opened up this, other side of me, which I'm so grateful for now, because I think that especially when it comes to style, I have a unique perspective mm. that maybe a lot of Americans may not have. And mm -hmm. that is the way that Europeans, Germans, French people, the way that they approach just lifestyle and living and, you know, they have to have smaller spaces, sometimes wardrobes, not closets and just taking that more relaxed but more I would say refined approach to dressing um so mm -hmm. I love that I got to have that experience I'm very blessed 
Yeah, yeah so, so interesting. <laughs> I, I'm curious, like, I mean, I feel like this is a conversation that Karina is going to have, like, so much to chime in for. But I just am curious, first of all, how long you were in Germany for? Like, was it a long time? Or it was, was a long year? time for a little kid. Um, so I moved yeah, here yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just right after turning five years old. And I moved back to the States oh, when wow. I was about to turn eight. Um, and so, yeah, it was a pretty foundational oh, wow. experience. I went to a German Catholic school in Cologne and we lived in an, an apartment I could walk to school by myself. So it changed my life because I don't think most American kids have that experience just because of the the nature of our infrastructure in, in the States. Yeah, I think, I think, I think especially for kids, like Germany offers like a, totally different um way of it's living. so true i mean you're more connected with the kids in your class you can walk to the shop after class and get you know treats and um, yeah. and you know <laughs> yeah so yeah it's even so true. Like, lunch is different and i think truly and mackenzie i'm so glad you asked that question because i really believe that that experience was kind of the foundation, not just for like my approach to style and living and lifestyle, but also my approach to health and wellness. And just, I'm so mm. grateful for that experience. Yeah. What did, what do you think that like, I mean, if you're going to look at your style now, like what is it, can you pinpoint like things that the German culture like influenced in the way you approach clothing now? Is it the refinery that you talked about? Is it a certain look or, or is it just Ooh, the mentality? That's a great question. I would say definitely the mentality, but you know, I know right now that French fashion kind of has the world's eye. It's captivated. And even in some regards, Scandinavian style, and I would say that German style isn't that much different from, you know, those two cultures. It's just a sense that you're a little bit more refined. You're a little bit more put together. You know, you're not going to just look super mm -hmm. casual all the time. And, you know, I don't know. I think, I think Germans should get more attention for their style. Karina's <laughs> 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 on board well, with that. I'm I'm on board with that for sure, but I, like I must say um, that I think it has um, changed over the last couple of years a lot more to like what is kind of sad to this like fast fashion stream. So right now I feel like everyone is really just dressed from head to toe in Zara, and they're like discarding their wardrobe every couple of weeks. And I think this part, um, which is like I think just increasing, even though there is a lot of talk about sustainability and stuff as well around that, is yeah I don't know it's it's still like going on and on, and I don't know where we are getting with that with that oh, or if it's gonna yeah, change again. Yeah, that's so again. hard and. You know, companies like Zara and H&M are really big in Germany and, and yeah. in Europe in general. And so I think there is a movement that's spreading across Europe. I would say it's pretty strong and, and growing. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, at least like I'm trying to do my change as well. And I mean, um, you're doing yours um, probably more for like the parts where you're living, but um yeah i mean there are people definitely helping um in bringing awareness to like shop different it's true and i'm i'm really excited about it because there are some great sustainable and ethical brands that are coming that are popping up everywhere you know if you just do a google search for like ethical yeah. brands germany or france or us or canada you're going to get a lot of results and there's people are making waves all across the world with their new brands. And thankfully we live in an age where technology and the internet makes it even easier to get something like this started. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so Brie, I'm so curious, like, because, okay, so you were in Germany. I'm just like following the arc of your story. And then you were in where did you go after Germany? Did you end up like, how did you get into the sustainable side? Like, was it through Chicago at all mm. or how did that, how did that pan <laughs> yeah, out? So 
after we moved back to the States, I kind of hopped around with my mom for a while until we ended back in Texas, which is where I was born originally. And I went to junior high and high school in Houston. And then in high school, I really, I had no vision for my life uh, after high school, which is kind of a, a bizarre thing to say, but I bet a lot of young people can relate to that. <laughs> um, and I was really fortunate that I got plugged into the art community in my, in my high school. And I was in a photography class. Mm -hmm. And fortunately in Texas, because football is such a big thing there, the school system has to devote equal attention to other electives. So we had an incredible music program and art, painting, photography. So when I was studying photography in high school, I didn't, I didn't know this at the time, but that program was like a college level. Yeah, and so when I went wow. to a oh, portfolio wow. review for the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, they were like, yeah, your work is great, and we want to offer you a scholarship to come on board. And I had always been really interested in fashion photography. I thought that I would kind of go that route. And I was obsessed with magazines in high school. I had all kinds of random art publications and had, you know, tears that I would pull out of the magazines and just, like, paste them on my wall in my bedroom. And, when I, I mean, I loved fashion, but I wouldn't say I was – very stylish. I was kind of overweight in high school and then lost some weight and kind of was in the punk rock crowd. And at the time that I was in school, so hard to believe if anybody's <laughs> yeah. here on Instagram, it's yeah, like, what? It's totally true. It's completely true. Yeah. I, most of my best friends were super into punk rock. And at the time when I was in high school, um, the white stripes were kind of an indie band. They weren't what yeah. they are today and I was really mm -hmm. into Meg White and I wanted to wear you know super short skirts and you know I had really long hair which I still have today and I just was kind of fascinated by the outsider culture of fashion and at that time fast fashion was not a thing so to dress cool meant something because you you had to like go and hunt for this yeah. stuff and it was very hard to find things that you wanted to wear um, and I'll have to show you girls sometime, but I have, I still have my collection of nylon magazines from like 2000 and 2001. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and wow, it's that's really so cool. cool to see <laughs> the ads and the things that people were writing about at this time. Um, that's so true. I find that so fascinating. I also have quite a lot of magazines. Like for me, it's mostly like Vogue's and stuff because I bought that when I was young. But it's so interesting to look into those just from 2010 even. Yeah, like, it's so I interesting. Think I'm really fortunate that I was kind of born at this pivotal time where like it, at a certain age, I didn't know that none of us knew that the Internet would become what it is or that Instagram or fast fashion yeah. or style would would just explode in the way that it has and so I you know I come from a long line of magazine collectors and it was just kind of in my blood but I've got great periodicals and you guys would you guys would love it I'll have to post them on Instagram but yes, <laughs> yes it please. totally influenced my <laughs> style um, and when I moved to Chicago I remember looking around and going to what was like kind of like a transitioning neighborhood at the time, which was called Wicker Park and seeing cool people, like real cool people, not just kind of dressing the part, <laughs> you know, now I have a different perspective of that. But anyhow, at the time as at 18, you're like, wow, yeah. those people are so interesting. And I don't know that I could ever be that interesting and um, going to vintage shops and thrift stores and, just kind of inundating myself with this different culture. And as you guys know, living in big cities, there's just more flair, more opportunity yeah. Yeah. to like strut That's your so stuff. True. And there's yeah. kind of a subculture that gets developed of being fashionable and being kind of an artist or an outsider. So I really kind of mm -hmm. cut my teeth in the city and, 
you know, took some classes in the fashion department and it was, it was very eye opening, but I wouldn't say that sustainable style really became a thing for me until I moved to Tennessee and started learning more and more about it slowly. Okay. How did, how did it come that in Tennessee you like, um, got involved more and more in that, in that area? Um, well, when I moved here, I was kind of denying my love of style and fashion and I had got a job at Whole Foods after college, worked in Chicago at Whole Foods Market, mm -hmm. and it awakened this side of me of like holistic living and um, pursued a yeah. different career in holistic health coaching. And that was, you know, in part, you could say, influenced the sustainable style interest. But yeah. I got a job working at a consignment shop and just got to see how much women were buying and casting off and, you know, things started to kind of make their way into the media and news about sustainable style and it as an industry. Because I still feel like yeah. people are not really aware of it, even though it, it no, feels very sure like not. real to you and I, <laughs> but I think it's still a growing movement and... I was kind of drawn into it from the health conscious perspective. It's interesting because it's exactly the same for me. Like for me, it all started with like slowly going from, um, yeah, just like um, becoming vegetarian and vegan. And then it was like, at some point you just cannot like look at it and like, uh, just like ignore it anymore. It's just, it just becomes so, so big and um, so much of an um, yeah aspect that you just need to embrace and like um, go forth with. Totally. Absolutely. I think a lot of people who go into uh, vegetarianism or veganism slowly start to make the connection of like, okay, well, how does, how do animal rights intersect with the fashion industry? Because at a certain point you're like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing leather. Where did this come from? Mm -hmm. yeah but I, but I think for me it also starts with these things of you know you you eat like say you eat plants and you kind of want to be kind to the planet as well but also to yourself and then you think but wait if I buy something from Sarah today and tomorrow and I throw it away in like a couple of weeks which has never be, really been myself but I know so many people around me that do that um, and then it ends up in landfill fill and all, already that it's not even for me it's not even only about like just the sourcing but also what happens after it's it's true insane. it's true and you make a good point um yesterday on my instagram kenzie was referring to this but i learned that mm -hmm. you know i was kind of preparing for being um, a speaker at our local earth fest and i learned that in the uk mm -hmm. at least three hundred thousand tons of garments end up in landfill Yeah, I watched your story and I already, yeah, I uh, read about this before as well. And it's, it's just insane. It's mind blowing. No, it's, it it's is. Like... <laughs> I can't even visualize really. Can like, do you have yeah. any idea like visually what that looks like? Like I'm trying to imagine and I just can't like it floors me. It's mountains <laughs> and mountains. And there's actually uh, Dr. Christina Dean. If you want to look her up at some point, she has an amazing Instagram. She is kind of leading the charge for this. And she has a TED talk. Okay. If you look her up, Dr. Christina Dean, she talks about how mm -hmm. she lived for an entire year where she sourced all of her clothing from landfill. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I really have to, I will look it. I will look it up and I will also put it in the cool. show notes for everyone. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know that you can access that, but probably if you like um, go through some areas. <laughs> I think she. Yeah, I think but she how has, like, does, a unique position yeah. uh, in her company in that she was able to gain access, oh, and okay. this is in China, which China's I want to say one of the oh, wow. leading contributors to <laughs> pollution and clothing waste. Yeah. Yeah, I that's can, so I funny because Karina is there. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm yeah. I'm sitting in China in a in a in a room, <laughs> and um, I basically yeah. Just here, it I became I like it just became so apparent to me that while we are like 
um, kind of starting to fight against all this like like things like food waste, uh, plastic consumption, um, clothing um, waste, and all this stuff. Like um, we are trying to be more sustainable, blah blah. In in like Europe, especially. Um, I don't know, like America as well, for some um, extent, like to some extent, especially um, the community that you're in. Um, but being here, it. Mm, I realized that this we are just such a small part of the world and here it's just the total opposite. Everything is, gets packed and wrapped in plastic, like not just once, but like three times. And everything is like comes to you in plastic with lots of plastic spoons. They give you extra stuff. Like it's it's insane. Like the amount of plastic and like uh, fast consumption that's happening here, I've never ever seen anywhere else before. And then you have this crazy contrast to like China, like how it must have been before, because it's still just only half developed. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That is overwhelming. <laughs> but I do I do understand that at a certain point people are going to see and get tell me if I'm wrong, but isn't it true that at in certain areas of China where landfills are, people are kind of waking up and realizing there's enormous poverty here and it's also creating this kind of weird culture of, of living off the land. That is weird. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, w w something I'm amazed by, and I cannot really um, like imagine right now. But they have like, especially the government, because they're like so government. Like everything comes from the government here. But they are um, determined uh, that they want to be very sustainable in a couple of years. Like at least like more and more sustainable because they want to do all uh, everything by themselves kind of. So they are trying to tap into everything just like through their own powers. So I guess that they will change uh, things like plastic consumption as well at some point for sure. But it just, they are just at a different, different step right now. But since everything is so fast moving here, I can imagine that they could some, at some point like, um, like be faster and better than, also in this area than another country that is currently quite mm, developed. That's awesome. Yeah. I think once they have their mindset to something, they can get it done. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how they actually are here. That that's that's exactly their mindset. Yeah. Um but I'm I would be really interested how you put like all this um in your um consultation like style and wardrobe consultation that that you do if I understand that correctly that's a great question well so my philosophy is to never shame anybody and to not provide yeah. um education where it's not asked where it's not uh, you know yeah sought so for my yeah I, I don't want to shove anything down uh, anyone's throat but what I love to do is to model how I want other people to live or think. So one of the things that I'm kind of yes. known for is thrift store style. <laughs> and yeah. because, mm -hmm. because so much of what gets put or sent to a thrift store, donated to a thrift store, actually just goes straight to landfill. Um, I really yeah. want people to be, because the demand, I mean, there's so much clothing that if people just started, yeah. if people just started shopping at thrift stores only, we would reduce so much waste. Yeah. So what I like yeah. to teach people first is consider shopping secondhand. So it can be thrift stores, charity shops, consignment stores, uh, locally, or it can even be consignment and secondhand online. And do you have any any tips for that? Like um, for thrift thrift store shopping because honestly for me I only bought one item from a thrift store in my whole life so far and I have a really hard time to like um finding what I'm looking for. Oh that's for, great kind of. yes Mackenzie are you a thrifter? <laughs> you know <laughs> I I feel like we've talked about this we don't have to get into this but I just haven't been shopping for clothes lately period so I guess I'm not producing much but um not, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I haven't really been shopping much, period. So I don't know if I can contribute too much to that answer. Um, yeah. Did you thrift growing up? I don't up? know. Maybe in not really. I, you know what, like Karina, um, I've, I've been a few times, I have like a pair of jeans and like I'm more into that in terms of jewelry because I think it's cool that, 
you know, you can find jewelry pieces that have like sort of a history to them that you don't know. Um, but with clothes, uh, I never really got too much into it either. Yeah. So I guess that answer is no. I love this. I'm so yeah. excited because I just assume that everybody shops at the thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So consider us your clients. Go Yay! on. This yes. is awesome. <laughs> well, first of all, this is great. Um, the beauty of shopping at the thrift store, first of all, just quick benefits are that you're going to find things at literally maybe oh, a tenth or, or less of, of the retail price. So things are extremely affordable. Um, the thing about fast fashion that a lot of people aren't aware of is that as production becomes more streamlined, the cost and quality of each individual garment is going down, which means year by year, people are spending about the same on clothing, but they're actually able to buy more. So their dollar yeah. or whatever they, has more buying power. So this is contributing to, to have, you know, just consuming too much. And the more that people buy, the more demand the retailers feel. So they're just going to keep creating more. Yeah. And it's estimated that by 2050, global clothing sales could more than triple. And that's because of false demand, but that's also because the population is aging and growing. Um, so there's that. Yeah. So the great thing about shopping at a secondhand store is that you can find high-end, high-quality designer garments that are sometimes brand new or next to new for a few dollars, which is great. Wow. So it's great for your budget. It's great for the charity shop, for the community. And, you know, most thrift stores have a mission of some kind. So whether that's Goodwill here in the United States that that the mission of that organization is to serve so they take the profits from that mm -hmm. thrift store and then help other people in the community so check your local area you can just do a google search for thrift stores in your area or consignment shops um so my tips are yeah. that when you go in you want to have in mind what you're looking for so let's say you have like Karina, what are you really, like, after right now? Oof, like, right now, actually nothing, because I, I'm more like Mackenzie as well. Like, I'd I rather buy nothing. <laughs> We're bad like, clients. You know? Uh, yeah, we, like, you know, but I, I but honestly, like, if I, if I, if we, if I now um, would say some item, it would be some, like, classic piece, like a drench coat or a, like, um, like some, um kind of mom jeans or white shirt or something just simple because that's like perfect my style okay say. well you can find all of that at the thrift store so the first thing i would do is go with what you want in mind because it's going to help you just uh zero in on what you're looking for rather than getting overwhelmed by all that they have so the first thing that i do when i go to the thrift store is i look at the men's jeans and the reason I do that is because mm -hmm. I'm a big Levi's fan. So I want to find oh, nice yeah. Levi's 501s. And I will go straight there and I'll just see what they've got. Because usually men's jeans are a little more worn in and they hold on to them for longer. So usually what you'll find is truly vintage. And you can look for other brands like Wrangler or um, Lee are both really great. So those mm -hmm. big three are really nice, vintage, high-quality jeans. And then I would just start searching through the other sections and trying things on. I usually bring my headphones or go with a friend so I can listen to a podcast or talk with somebody. I bring – I wear flats that I can slip on and off in a skirt yeah. so I can try things on without having to go in the fitting room. And water. Oh, that's so smart. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I've never thought like this because honestly, I've been like, because I've been to London uh, just a month ago 
and um for for like quite some time and i've been to shoreditch the area and i try we looked at so many thrift stores but there's just so much in there that you like you just got really overwhelmed and they're so busy and um so i was like yeah but i don't want to try anything on but this sounds like it can get really comfortable <laughs> when i do it like yes you, so you kind of want to just get dug in <laughs> <laughs> and I have some really great resources on my blog and my YouTube channel because I've talked about this a yeah. lot because I, I do have a, a very strong passion for it. Now, if, you, if you're more of like a high-end designer type person, there are online consignment yeah. shops that I would recommend like therealreal.com and also Poshmark. They have mm. just really great oh, yeah. options for high-end designer pieces. Yeah, I think that is definitely um, something I would be really into. <laughs> yeah, and I think too, you can also just, if you're not into the buying mood, that's great. And let's say you have all that you need and you have a very small minimal wardrobe, but you want to look really nice for an event, you can rent clothing nowadays. And that is a great way to yeah. share the burden across many, many people of caring for and maintaining and owning a garment. Mm. yeah that's actually something I got into during my London time as well um and uh because I got in touch with this one company that's just just uh launched in uh in London and uh, they're called her like h-u-r-r and they are basically the first one doing that in the UK um like this sort of wardrobe rental um but in sort of like a community um kind of uh, like a collective sense um, and they start at some certain price level that an item needs to have in order to be on there. Um, but this kind of brought me to the thing of me going to my uh, roommate's closets and uh, just like taking some of their stuff in order to take pictures with it. Because, you know, there's this thing like you want to have a new look for your uh, Instagram picture. So it's just like, wait, I'm not going to buy anything. They have enough clothes for me um, to like uh, style an item totally. as well. It's, it's so true. And you can even do clothing swaps. So if you have like a group of girlfriends yeah. and you're all around about the same size, not that that is super important because depending on the garment, you can style it however you want. Um, but just yeah. you get, get a group of girlfriends together and say on such and such date, we're going to get wine, cheese, get some music going and bring you know five or 10 items that you want to potentially swap. And you just share the clothing, you swap it out. And it's really a great way to get new things without spending any money, except for on wine, maybe. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah, but it's amazing. That's so fun. Yeah. Brie, do you host any of these in Tennessee? Because I know you do a lot of pop-ups or, or you're connecting with a lot of stores and doing pop-ups. Have you hosted any of these? I have done a pop-up before. I had a three-month-long pop-up in a record store, which was like a dream come true cool. it was I loved it how more cool. than anything I've never done a clothing swap uh, only because I'm really particular <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind yeah. hosting it but not but maybe not swapping clothes myself um, <laughs> and that's so cool. yeah because I love vintage things and I have like some really special pieces and it just it would it would really I'm open to trying it but I'd have to should really see what other people had and I'm a I'm a debate like I belabor I think I overthink certain items for a long time and I think do I really 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 want this you know and I think a lot about mm -hmm. it before yeah. I go make the plunge but I think it would be fun if people were just you know not everybody is as attached to clothing as I am I think if you were wanting to just get a fresh look you could even just like what do what Karina did and just call a girlfriend and say hey I want to shop your closet can I do that yeah so fun yeah that's so cool so um I mean one question I think it was that we were exchanging so Brie and I did like um, I think Brie called it basically like we almost did a, a little internal podcast between each other through Instagram DMs with voice notes. And there's a question you asked me that I I don't remember now if um, you answered yourself, but I would love to hear your answer um, just about your own personal style now. Like, 
how would you describe it and like what does it reflect do you think about where you are right now in life how you're feeling mm-hmm. I think that would be very interesting to hear gosh that's so hard isn't it um it is <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm very much a true to myself type of person and I don't easily get on board with trends and I would say that you know, going back to my history a little bit, there's a picture of me when I was probably about three or four years old and I'm wearing a denim skirt with a floral top. And that's something I would still wear today, you know? So I, I haven't really changed much over the years. I feel like one of those, I think one of the things I try to teach my clients to help them with not only reducing what they purchase, but reducing what they get rid of is to help them really hone in on what their unique taste and style is. Cause I believe that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything and that each person has a unique identity that they can express through clothing. And indeed they do, whether they realize yeah. it or not, you know? So mm. it's like, yeah, it's so true you see college girls that wear big t-shirts and leggings and, and Uggs and that's their tribe. They want to, they want to be a part of a community. So they're going to look that way. And we all do this. Mm -hmm. We all dress in a way that attracts our, our tribe. So like if you're a public speaker or an artist or an author, you can dress in such a way that starts to resonate with others and will attract more people like you. So for me and my style, Mm -hmm. I would say that I just want to be known for being authentic and true to myself and very much Mm -hmm. practicing what I preach. So thrifting is a big thing for me. And one of my favorite things to do is, you know, like (laughs) great example yesterday at Earthfest, a girl I was walking by and she was like, oh my gosh, I love your style. You look great. And I was like, that's a great compliment. Thank you. But everything is secondhand. Everything I'm wearing, you know, it means so much to me to say to people, you don't have to go to a store and buy something new. You can go, you know, brand new. You can go and get something new for you. And it's just, it's just great. I don't know. I love it. So I obviously influenced by French fashion and European Mm -hmm. style. So I would say I love classic pieces like a great pair of jeans, espadrilles, you know, lots of solid colors, things that are going to last me for years and years and Mm -hmm. won't continue to contribute to the pollution. Because the other thing that's important for me is to not buy synthetic garments. So when I go to the thrift store, I'm looking for 100% 100% cotton, wool, uh, silk, linen, those natural fibers. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian, but I, I understand that silk and leather is an issue for some vegans, but consider getting it secondhand. That might work for you. It might not. Um, but typically speaking, the older the garment is, the, the more ethically it was produced. Yeah, and also for like what I think when it is already out there, so and it ha- already has been kind of discarded. But then you, yeah, to a thrift store, yeah. obviously, um, or like given away. Um, so I think with these items, it's like a totally different question. It's like it is, it is actually like ethical to buy them because they are already in existence, anyways. At least that's yeah, how exactly. I think about and, it. And even if you're you're buying, like, say for example you're buying a silk, or let's say leather, let's say you find a vintage leather jacket, okay? If it's more than 20 years old, it's vintage. And so even 20 years ago, you guys, we weren't seeing the kind of practices that we're seeing today. So you know that in some ways, what you're purchasing is not only sustainable because you're removing something from landfill and you're using it again, so it's getting more use, but it was probably more ethically made than if it were made today. Mm. Yeah, also because it was way smaller productions. Like, it's mm-hmm. so different. So I think for me, by and large, I, I'm all about trying to find these hidden gems, these 
cherished items. Like I just love finding these beautiful antique things or vintage things at the thrift store and seeing how, hey, look at this thing I just bought. Well, <laughs> you can go to Topshop or ASOS and mm. they're trying to rip this look off, but I just got it for a few dollars and it's even better, <laughs> yeah. better quality. <laughs> That's so... <laughs> That's actually so interesting because um, what I've learned in my studies, um, which is something I'm actually is really interesting, is that actually those designers um, that we like that we see filling the run runway with like new items, they go to thrift stores themselves in order to get inspired because we are in like the fashion cycle. It is always like they are always pulling again from what was it's there true. before i think that when someone asks me like what's in style right now or are there rules i need to follow and i say actually right now we're living in an age it's you know post postmodern you don't have to dress like i mean anything is in trend anything is on trend right now yeah so true. So what questions yeah. do you suggest people ask themselves if they're looking to find their style, if they have no idea? What do you, do you have like a series of like introspective sort of questions? Yes, I do. And actually I have an online course that's coming up and in that I have a, the whole first module is about understanding your taste, but also understanding your lifestyle needs because we all have like different needs like climate you know job all of this stuff influences how we dress so i would just say like a first yeah. couple of questions i would ask to determine my taste is who this is the hardest one and it stumps everyone but i love asking it so of any person <laughs> living or dead famous non-famous fictional or non-fictional man or woman who most represents the style that you want to have Oh, that's a great oh, question. Wow. That's such a difficult but great question. Yeah, it's true. Oh, my God. I'm going to think about this one. I know. I'm trying to think, too. But, I mean, I can't even think of a thing. Like, I'm just going to, like, I know we're going to go through a series, but I'm trying to think of an answer right now. And I can't think of a face, but I can think of basically somebody wearing basically the most boring outfit that you can imagine and that's basically <laughs> what I wear like when I think about how I actually dress I'm like oh shit that's so true like that's it, it and, and that's like and that's literally just like sort of how um just like um an oversized like blouse and like jeans like it's so simple and I'm I don't even know who wears that but definitely people and definitely me so okay so this next question might help you out a lot and that is um, what time period or time periods most resonate with you? Uh, that's great too. I don't know. I for me, I I think I always relate to the twenties, but that's very like because it was like the bohemian like um, writing like time in history. So I don't know if it totally correlates to fashion because I'm not a flapper. Well, I but... would say in the sense that you're wearing something oversized and maybe think about the prints or patterns that were being, you know, mm. created during that time. Um, it was very like overflowy. You know, there are lots of flowing garments at that time. There was lots of tapestry beading floral silk mm. velvet that kind of thing um, yeah so what about you Karina I think for me like really like uh, a mix between very plain basic clothing but still like a touch of oversized and then all these uh like thing that the kind of classics like a trench a jeans yeah white shirt like really all these like basic classics kind of uh that's really my area I don't actually know which time period that comes from but um it's kind of like reinvented year by it year isn't. I would say you're probably drawing from the mid late 30s early 40s and then even into the oh, how okay. you know it's so funny you're absolutely right because certain time periods will will reinvent what they think was fashionable 20 30 years before so like in yeah. the 90s, they were really captivated by the 1950s. And they were mm, reinterpreting yeah. that 1950s style for the 90s 
um, or even like the 1920s, they were reinterpreting it. Because, you know, in the 90s, they had super thin eyebrows and kind of like the, I forget how you call it, but like that kind of wavy-ish hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they're, Uh, yeah, yeah. Like the crimped? Yeah, yes. Exactly. Crimped hair. Mm hmm. Um, Okay. So, yeah, and even today, what's really popular I'm seeing, especially in kind of the more indie scene, more ethical, earthy scene, is the really wide-legged, high-waisted canvas or cotton pants. Um, That was very big for women in the 1930s. Yeah, I love that style. Same. (laughs) It's beautiful, the kind of mariner-style pants. Um, yeah, and that you'll you'll see fashion trend come and just cycle back through. Yeah, but, yeah. What so is another great question is, <laughs> I love this one because it helps kind of pinpoint where you are a little bit. So, what country or city do you feel you would just? want to be in all the time or best represents you like what kind of vibe so as an example are you more of like a Georgia O'Keefe out in the desert kind of gal are you edgy in New York City do you feel you're more western do you like being um, maybe in Shanghai or in Hong Kong maybe Paris or what about Barcelona you know think about what city or country evokes that feeling for you that you want to capture Hmm. I would have said for myself I would have said France Um, but I must say actually in the stores here they have amazing pieces and like um, now here in Shanghai so they like right now they have like um, a very um, like oversized but like plain colors some things a bit more flowery and flowy kind of like just these things which are obviously very big globally but i think they really um yeah tap into that here so shanghai karina (laughs) (laughs) interesting i for i mean are we talking about the fashions of the people or are we just talking about the places or both like where they intersect yeah, kind of where they intersect. And maybe a little bit of this is just, um, you know, our idea of what it is. Yeah. Maybe not what it is in reality, yeah. but still, even still, that will influence what yeah. your taste is. You know, you know, I would have ha- I would have another one, which probably would be more like my vibe kind of thing. It would be at the top of Germany, my favorite isle on earth, like my favorite place on earth, basically. I talked about it so many times, but people most people don't know it it's called Sylt and it's this cute little aisle it like has like the funniest kind of shape like a boot and it's so so nice there and you know this thing with like sand and wind and ocean Mm -hmm. and this kind of style where where you always have to like shield against the wind but you still like have a bit of warmth and that's and the coziness kind Mm -hmm. of so yeah oh I love that yeah that's so cool yeah I I think for me I don't think this place actually exists, but like this is like my fake. This is like my <laughs> fiction land. Like if I if I could have like the English countryside, which I adore, and like their little uh, cottages and all of that, and like their fireplaces, and then I could mix that with like the French waterfront, and like bring the beach to Ooh. the English countryside, like that would be perfect. I would love to bring like Nice's water or like that area, the Riviera (laughs) and supplant it in the English countryside. And that's what I want. (laughs) I love that. Okay, So uh, let me tell you what I interpret that to mean for you. And that is that you, you say cozy, you say English countryside. So I'm thinking um, sweaters, like cable knit sweaters. Mm. And Mm -hmm. then possibly some floral prints that you could incorporate yeah yeah floral prints yeah it's like you wanting to you want to ask yourself when you're imagining these places what kind of things are you imagining that's right 
That's such yeah. a good point. You're right. And I and I really love that you accentuate that and the fact that it's like our idea of what these places mean versus what they really are because it's all about like you said like where what we're what we're suggesting with these images because mm-hmm. that's the point, I suppose, where head yeah. is. Cuz this is your and taste. This d- is your taste coming out. Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. final question would be what brands even if you can't afford them, what brands do you feel totally get you oh I love that one as well <laughs> yeah yeah wow I love Chloe mm. but um, yes yeah everything about that that would be that's so <laughs> yeah that's so <laughs> yeah I love for I love sure it. I feel like for me like one is Burberry oh yeah, yeah. that's so true that's so Karina yeah it's kind of my number one <laughs> how about you Brie how about you okay Dude. this is great this is so much fun for me because I love this so for me my style icon so answering the first question um and you're gonna laugh because you're gonna be like that's so Brie but I love um <laughs> Bob Dylan and <laughs> Jane Birkin Jane oh my god, Morgan. their mix is so you. That's yeah. so cool. Yes. What an interesting mix. I absolutely love um, Lauren Hutton and mm-hmm. Francois Hardy. Oh, me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> She's a babe. Yeah. Total babe. I actually have, if you follow me on Pinterest, I have a whole Pinterest board called My Style Icons. And it's just a collection of different people and things, you know, wearing street mm. style or wearing done up looks and showing off their style. I also really love Carrie Russell, who's an American actress and mm. she just has incredible, like, incredible natural fashion or like a sense of color and taste. So it doesn't have to be someone famous. It can be. Um, I've had some yeah. of my clients say Kate Middleton or Drew Barrymore Um you know, people kind of have, you, you get a sense immediately when I say those two people, they're very different. So it's like yeah. somebody who yeah. loves Kate Middleton's style probably isn't going to be drawn to Drew Barrymore's style, but they both have great right. style. Right. So I also yeah. love the 1930s, 40s, and the 1970s. Although the mm-hmm. 60s have kind of a vibe that I like. I'm not the mod, like the mit, the mod kind of mm, style yeah. oh yeah so I'm yeah. getting really laser specific I love this um couple that lives in Tucson Arizona they have a vintage store called Desert Vintage and they are next level like their taste is blows my mind but they have you know imagine like a 1930s vibe meeting kind of a more modern you know, it's like the beginning of modern art started happening in the 20s and 30s. And that very much influences their taste and style. So they'll mix high end, modern, asymmetrical, silk flowy pieces with a pair Mm. of like, extremely destroyed, you know, work wear denim from Oh my 70s. god, I love that. Wow. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Yes. And I'm obsessed with that. So I love obviously Jeanne Dema, who is just mm-hmm. she's like I would call her the modern day Jane Birkin, and she's really capitalizing on that. And totally. It's <laughs> totally. fine by me because I think it's great. She's very sexy and feminine without being trashy and Fem- yeah. Um, and then also the time period or the brands that I quite like would be kind of, kind of your more classic workwear brands like J crew. I'm also a big fan of, um, let's see, there's an English company called Plumo actually. Oh, I don't know. P-L-U-M-O Plumo. And they sell a lot of different interesting indie brands that you can check out and oh wow yeah so again with thrifting (laughs) I'm into I I can name a lot of fast fashion brands but I'm thrifting them I'm second handing second hand sourcing them so I think quality garments you know from 20 years ago from Banana Republic or The Gap are really nice because they're very well made actually not not necessarily so today yeah 
Mm. No, but interesting. Yeah, the older versions for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you've noticed a difference. Um. Okay. Oh shoot. Okay. So we're already running late. I wanted to ask so yeah. many other questions. Maybe. But I guess <laughs> next time. But I think maybe you want to like plug your course or the pro- like the that that you have coming up here and uh, then we wrap yes! it up I would say I would love to be talking with you guys <laughs> I yeah. had so many more questions like well I'll have you back yeah for sure <laughs> we'll have you back. I would love that yeah um so the course is it's a five-week online course but basically what I do is I teach you step by step how to figure out your personal style, how to build confidence so that you can dress in a way that you feel is true to you. And then the the core teaching is around creating a closed loop system in your closet. So you get things organized. You purge all the stuff that doesn't make you feel good. You understand how to dress for your body and how to dress for your taste. And then how to sell those things or donate those things that come out of your closet so that you can start creating some cash flow, making some money back from the things that you've invested in. That way then you can turn that around and go out and purchase new forever pieces, classic pieces that are going to fill in the gaps in your wardrobe and really make the difference for you. So it's really A to Z, the whole thing Mm -hmm. I'm teaching you from start to finish, how to create style that you love and that is classic and chic and refined. Oh wow, I love this. And where can where can uh, like people like listeners and where can we find okay, it? Okay, so the course isn't open yet, but if you um, want to yeah. go to my website, I have actually a free offer for you guys that'll help get you started with with this whole process and then if you're on my email list, you'll be notified when I start to do the launch. Okay. So if you go to briannalamberson.com forward slash classic there is 29 classic items that every woman can own Mm -hmm. and that will kind of get you started thinking about where you can get some of these things and what you can start to look for filling in the gaps in your wardrobe and oh wow once you're on my email list you'll be uh notified when I do start to open the course up that's amazing. So we'll link all of this in the show notes for sure. And oh my God, it was so fun to talk to you and so, so interesting. So fun. And yeah. I hope that we can all meet in person sometime. We'll get Karina on this. Um, well, I was going to say on, on this I would side, but that. I'm not there right now. But yes, eventually <laughs> over to the Americas. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'm- yeah, I mean, we're staying true to once around the world. <laughs> For real. <we>? Like, <laughs> so <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. You guys are lovely and adorable. Yeah. And I think you both have incredible style and just oh, inside and out you. style, you know? Well, uh, you're too same, kind. Obviously the same about same. you. I mean, yeah, we love you. And yeah. everyone who hasn't followed you, you have to check her out as well on Instagram. She didn't mention that, but she has yes. a beautiful Instagram, Brie Lamberson. Is there anything else that we should yes. add? Are you anywhere else that they can find you? Oh, yes. I think if you're into YouTube, you definitely need to check out my YouTube channel. That's right. like my main source of delivering you um, tips on style and fashion. And just come connect with me over there. I'm really open to answering any questions that you guys have. You can DM me on Instagram or comment on YouTube, and I will totally reply to you. So cool. That's so cool. Okay. Hey. Well, Let's wrap this up and uh, thank you so much thank for being you here guys. with us. And, uh, Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Bye. bye. Take care. Bye. Soon. Bye. So that was our episode with Brie Lamberson. She's so amazing. I loved having her on the podcast. Yeah. I had so much fun and she's so, so cool and cute. And I mean, like all the yeah it was also so fun just to answer those questions and like all her knowledge around style sustainability and how she connects like personal wardrobe styling and consultation finding your own style with like living more sustainably oh yeah and con- 
yeah just like you're doing uh yeah just having less of a kind of footprint print mm-hmm. i would say mm-hmm. um it's just it just really amazes me yeah i know it's so cool and it's totally unique to her which i think is um really yeah. the cool takeaway with brie i mean aside from all of that is just she's so genuine and so herself and that really fits i think it's a huge reason why she fit with our show in addition to again everything that karina loves and that i love too in terms of sustainability and fashion she's so authentic yeah and uh yeah i guess that's it for the show for today but um i uh highly (laughs) so our Um, manifesting generator is gonna do this for us yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe you want to subscribe to our uh itunes um like podcast uh, so like on itunes to our podcast um or you can subscribe on anchor as well or spotify basically everywhere where you can access podcasts you can find us so it's just once around the world and um if you are up for being in a very nice uh small community of facebook um people uh we also have a facebook group where you can just share yourself and uh, ask questions and uh just exchange thoughts with others and obviously we also have our instagram so always feel free to just drop by leave us a message or something and uh well it's just um by karina young and maxwell castro on there but you can also just find the links in the show notes if you um access those i know if you're like mackenzie you uh. won't but <laughs> maybe you do if you're like me i love this um and uh yeah so i think that's it or did i forget something no look (laughs) at you manifesting all of that that's amazing um that's it from us i think you guys will talk with you i hope next week to actually catch up like i promised last week and we couldn't quite deliver but next week all about karina's uh recent move to shanghai and all the Chinese experiences she's having over there which I can't wait to hear about we'll we'll do a full catch-up next week and I mean I need to hear so much about your London experience as well uh truly in once around the world fashion obviously and uh yeah so I cannot wait to be back and I'll say bye for now yeah bye everyone